0: get ready to get well. Amen. Amen. I titled this uh, message, The Life-Giving Table. The Life-Giving Table. At the table of the Lord. God does nothing except by revelation to His people. You can only receive from God after you know the truth you have no hands to receive until God is giving you the hands of revelation and once you gain understanding once you gain the revelation God comes through you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free so until you know the truth you remain bound until you know the truth God's eternal purpose for your life can never be achieved until you've known the truth. So the truth is what we need to know. This is a message on healing. But this is not a message just for healing here in the sanctuary. I believe that God wants us to stay healthy all the days of our lives. And uh, that's what this message is mainly for. But God will heal this morning. Regardless of what's happening in your life. God will heal this morning. Father I just ask that you give us the spirit of wisdom. And revelation and the knowledge of you. Lord that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened. Lord that the religious blinders. That we have over our eyes. From the past. The first truths that we heard and believed or accepted. Lord, those things will be set aside for the truth. So that we can move forward with our God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. We'll have communion after uh, the message. And uh, then we'll pray for the sick And uh, we will also anoint with all. Uh, because the Bible tells us that. And when God tells us something, He he stands behind His Word. I said on Wednesday, the problem that we're having among believers, we are not practicing the Word. We don't practice what we hear, and it's not intense in in our heart. We don't feel it so strongly that we are driven to do something about His Word. It's only when the Word of God moves you to action that you see God act. And usually you really cannot be moved to action from your heart unless you have gained understanding and revelation and usually is you say where have I been how come I didn't know this and that new revelation like Isaiah I saw the Lord I saw the Lord and then it my lips so important First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1 through 4, the Bible tells us, Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. I don't want you to be ignorant. I don't want you to be unaware of this. You need to know this. In the New Testament, I don't want you to be unaware. I want you to go back. I want you to understand that these things happen to them. Don't be unaware of this. Why? Because there is a purpose for you knowing this. It's so important. Don't be unaware of it. It says, all were baptized into Moses. They were baptized in the Old Testament as well. As we are baptized into Christ. Basically, your baptism brings you into Christ. Some people neglect baptism. Baptism is so very important. God doesn't give us empty rituals. God never gives empty rituals for us to perform. When He tells us to do something, there is a significance, spiritual significance to it. Even though what you're doing is in the natural, there is a spiritual significance. And if you do it with the right understanding, if you do it with knowing the truth, then you have hands, spiritual hands, with which to receive God's original intent when He set that thing in place. There are no empty rituals in modern Christianity from the time of Christ. Everything has great significance. The only reason why you won't see it or don't even feel it, don't experience it is because your eyes have not been opened. That's why Paul said I pray daily. I never cease to pray for you that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. For Christians, eyes enlightened that you may know The hope of your calling. A great hope in your calling. I don't want you to be unaware of what happened to them. They all were baptized into Moses who was a type of their Messiah who brought them out of the land of bondage. They were all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Now this is where I'm going. All ate the same spiritual food. Not some, all of them ate the same spiritual food. I want you to know that in the wilderness, they ate a spiritual food. And all, not some, all drank the same spiritual drink. So in the wilderness, they ate spiritual food and they also drank spiritual drink. And God gave them the spiritual food and the spiritual drink for a purpose. They were going to be in the wilderness. It says, "For the drink of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ." You and I today still need, in our journey through the wilderness, as we go home to our Father. We still need this spiritual food and we still need the spiritual drink and it has to come from Christ what was the result of them eating this spiritual food all of them no there's not some all of them I don't want you to be unaware I want you to know this what was the result let's go to Moses himself amen Look at what he said of Moses. Deuteronomy chapter 34 verse 7. Moses was 120 years old. When he died. His eyes were not dim. He ate some spiritual food in the wilderness. His eyes were not dim. Nor his natural vigor diminished. Why is God telling us? He wants you to know. There is a possibility that you, by eating that spiritual food and drinking that spiritual drink, will retain your vigor. May you retain that vigor Or recover that vigor today, in this service, before this service is over, in the name of Jesus. Don't accept what they are saying outside there. You are a part of Christ. You can retain your vigor. There is no reason for God to tell us this, but He wants you to know there is a possibility. If you ate the same spiritual food, that was manna that was given to them in the wilderness and they drank from the rock that followed them. We should have our rock and our manna in the New Testament as well. Why tell us about it? Amen. Why tell us about it? But the result is his eyes were not dim. Nothing wrong with using glasses. <laughs> it's Moses didn't need one. A hundred and twenty. Amen. And his strength, his vigor was there for him. How I believe that he ate that spiritual food. And he drank that spiritual drink. And as you drink and you eat that spiritual food from the Lord, that food goes into your body and it strengthens you and gives you vigor for the rest of your life. So you become the light of the world and the salt of the earth. They see you and they know. Somebody shared a testimony with me after service. I know of he said, I know of a couple. Uh they use this spiritual meat, and years pass, and they still look the same. They didn't age in our time, amen. I like when God shows me something from the world amen it's fresh bread to recover the things that I lost and to keep me strong i 'm not talking about just healing but to stay healthy all the days of my life. The Bible tells us as He is. So are we in this world. Now if I am like He is, Jesus was never sick. Amen. I'm not saying it's wrong to be sick, but we need to know the truth. Amen. It's not wrong. I mean, we are in the world with the enemy, but we need to know the truth. Please get me, okay? But we need to know the truth so that we can stay well. And if the devil has attacked us, because of the things that he knows God is putting inside of you And he's going to diminish that Then as we know the truth We fight back And recover Amen Moses was one of those Now I want to tell you of another person Who also ate from the same spiritual food You know it was manna he came from uh, What was it Sunday through Friday And it came every day from heaven And they gathered it and they ate. And God said, well on Friday, gather double. (laughs) Because you'll need it for Saturday, which was the Sabbath day. And if they gathered double on Friday, on on the Sabbath day, it was there for them. But if on, during the weekend, if they go out and gather more for the next day, (laughs) it grows (laughs) worms, And they can eat it. God was teaching them to rely on him for his goodness. But they heard from that. Now, look at the testimony of Caleb. Remember Caleb? Was one of the spies, 12 spies that went in. And this is what Caleb said. 40 years later. Amen. Not just Moses, but Caleb also. In in Joshua 14, verse 10 and 11, it says, And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive. Who kept him alive? The Lord kept him alive. As he said, these 45 years... Ever since the Lord spoke these words to Moses, which Israel, went, uh, while Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now here I am this day, the day He was speaking, eighty-five years old, and He says, "As yet, I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me." Just as my strength was then. So now is my strength for war. I'm ready at 85 years to go to war. Both for going out and for coming in. My eyes, I can see. You can't go to war if you're, if you're blind, right? Or if you can't see very well, you get killed real fast. But he says, my strength has not diminished. Just like Moses, the vigor was there. Why? I believe because this man ate from that spiritual food. And drank from, this spiritual, from the spiritual drink that God gave to them in the wilderness. Amen. But think about it. It was, uh, uh, Caleb was not alone. What about Joshua? He was the general that led them. He was still a strong. Remember, everyone that ate from that spiritual food and drank from the spiritual drink in the wilderness, if they remained, still had their vigor and their strength. Not just those people. You see, the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, Let a matter be established. In Psalm 105, verse 37, the Bible tells us this. He also brought them out with silver and gold, and there was none feeble among his tribes. Everyone, the Bible tells us about three million people. That's what the uh, theologians say. About three million people. There was not a weak person. We're not talking about sickness. There was not even a weak person among all of their tribes when he brought them out. How did that happen? I believe they all ate from that spiritual food and drank from the spiritual drink in the wilderness. But do we have one for us today in our time that we can eat and drink from? And retain that vigor. In John chapter 6, if you know the story, Jesus had multiplied bread, and the people were so pleased as they ate i 'm sure they were thinking about the wilderness experience, how their fathers, their forefathers ate manna in the wilderness, so they followed after Jesus, they wanted that bread, they knew it was spiritual bread, this was supernatural bread. They, something happened they, want, they went after him, and they were asking him, You know how did you get here jesus said you 're just looking for bread. The bread that you ate will perish and they responded, Well, Moses gave them uh, f- bread in the wilderness.' What are you going to give if you're a Messiah? And Jesus answered in verse 48, I am the bread of life. You're looking for bread? I am that food for life. He said, your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness. So he goes back to the manna. That day, you don't need manna anymore. You need something more than manna. He says, your father ate, fathers ate manna in the wilderness and are dead. What I am about to give to you cannot be compared to manna. This is even greater than manna. If manna gave them vigor, you don't know what will give this will give to you. They ate that and they still died. But man will go beyond this life into eternal life. That's why I believe the Bible doesn't refer to a believer when they die as death. It says they went to sleep. Amen. Because when you eat of this bread, you don't die, you sleep. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Jesus in verse 50 says, This is the bread which comes down from heaven. Is telling them, this is the bread, I, I, I am the bread, You looking for ordinary bread to eat, no, this is better, I am the bread, now let me tell you something, when God refers, when God says this is, that is exactly what it is, and I said it here before, if God said today is Tuesday, well get your Bible and go home because it's really Tuesday, because God said it's Tuesday, It becomes Tuesday automatically. Whether you like it or not, God will not lie. It becomes Tuesday. Amen. And I'll be the first to take my Bible and say we're mistaken. I'm gone. (laughs) But Jesus said, "This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread." So it's not a bread that will just perish. This is a bread that will give life. Eternal life. Divine life. We think we are ordinary. But we need to understand when God mixes His life with your life, you're not like the rest of them. There's something different. And it's because we think that way that these things happen to us. This is not something that I knew years ago, like I'm such a great... You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I just stumbled on these things and God is teaching me. And I'm practicing it. Amen. So it's not I'm not berating anybody. I'm just telling you what God has shown me and I want you to receive. That God will give you ears and will put away religious feelings and religious notions and take the truth. Because only the truth can make you free. And you want to be free indeed. Jesus said, if anyone eats of this bread that I'm going to give to you. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I... Then he defines it. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh. Which I shall give for the life of the world. You know, the people didn't like that kind of saying. Huh. Religious people don't like things like that. You know, not, we don't eat the flesh of anybody. We will talk about that. You know, why are you going to give us your flesh? And they responded, and Christians still respond that way. If you ever said that the, that bread becomes the flesh of Jesus or whatever, there's we're not eating the flesh of Jesus. Well, how do you know? Jesus said, it's my flesh. If He said he's His flesh... Who are you to say he's wrong? If he says that's what it is, even though you have bread in your hand, guess what it is? In the eyes of God, that's exactly what you have. I don't like being religious. I take it where I see it there. He said it and I accept it. I'm not going to analyze it. I'm not going to go to the concordance and go through everything and go to dictionaries to find out what he meant. What is, is. You just take it and receive it the way he says it. When you try to analyze it, then you are leaning on your own understanding. And when you lean on your own understanding, you are not trusting in the Lord and you will not receive the benefit. I go by what he said. Jesus said this is his body. He said, I give you my body. He said, I don't eat flesh. <laughs> you are carnally minded. That's your problem. And you never receive the benefit. You know jesus didn't apologize the guy said will this man give us his flesh to eat and you think jesus will back up okay let me tell you what i truly mean right that's what preachers do right don't be angry i don't want you to leave my church let me tell you what i really mean <laughs> you know what i mean jesus is not that kind of preacher he'll make it even harder on you the people were saying will this man give us his flesh to eat they never thing like that in their entire life. No preacher, no prophet, he said stuff like that. Telling a Jewish person to eat human flesh, they were, what is this? What is he saying? But you think Jesus will back off, but he didn't. Look at them and says, then Jesus said to them, most assuredly I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. You think your back office is forcing the issue. You still have to eat my flesh. And you still have to drink. I'm sure some of them were pulling off your How can this guy say these things? Amen? I won't have much hair to pull at the back, you know. Gone. I pulled all of them out against preachers. No I'm kidding. <laughs> But look at what Jesus is saying. Think about it. He says unless you eat. What would you be saying? If I really believe it and say, "Okay, how do we eat your flesh? When are you going to die so I can eat your flesh, you know what I mean?" In that kind of mind. But he's saying unless you do this, you have no life in you. Amen. Please bear with me. I'm come, I'm going landing somewhere, okay? Verse 34, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day. For, then he goes for, for my flesh is food indeed. And when God uses the word food and he adds, indeed, he means what he's saying. My flesh is food indeed. You need this spiritual food to retain your vigor. And my blood, Jesus said, is drink indeed. We need to drink. He says, he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me. When you receive without question, that's why Jesus said, unless you become converted and become as children, you won't enter into the kingdom. We have to just accept You don't analyze. You just accept, yes, okay, Lord. What do we do? And you agree with faith. He says, he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. He comes through. He's like mortality mixed with immortality. You understand what I'm saying? When you eat and drink, His eternal life mixed with yours. You become a different person. He says, As the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father. In some translations, I live by the Father. So he who feeds on me will live because of me. When you feed on me, you live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your father's ate uh, the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. So you see, he forced the issue. And I'm sure the disciples heard it. Right? Remember some of them went away, they said, this is a hard saying. And many of them left. Because Jesus didn't apologize, he stayed with the word. And I'm sure he stayed in the mind of the apostles. As they followed him, they saw the miracles. They knew. They said, To whom shall we go? You have the word of life. We don't understand what you're saying, but we'll still follow you because we are convinced you are the Messiah. And then came the day of Passover before Jesus went to the cross. And then they realized what he was saying. Okay? Matthew chapter 26, verse 26 through 28. It says, And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to the disciples, and said, This is my body. So he gave them bread, and he said, This is my body. You know what they'll think about? Ah, that's what he was talking about. In the wilderness the other time. He wasn't really talking about us eating his flesh. Okay? He, this is what he's doing. And notice they asked, they didn't ask any question. They didn't tell him, what do you mean? Could you explain? They understood. They knew what they had heard. And when Jesus says, this is my body, guess what it is? I know you got bread in your hand. But God, Jesus says, that's my body. Guess what? That's his body. You got bread. Think about actually taking the life of God into you. That's the spiritual food. I know it's just bread. But you see, we do these things without understanding. So we don't receive the benefit of it. You need to look and we come in there. See the way the disciples, the early disciples, followed after this communion thing. They did it daily. So important to them. Daily, they did it. This was his body. When you take that bread today, and we give thanks, and you consume it, because you now have understanding, and you do it with a lot of respect, okay? That thing goes into your body, and everything that is contrary to the life of Christ, in your life, has to bow everything that is contrary to ill health. We got to. I mean to health. We have to leave your body. All of it. You know Jesus cannot be sick. You know Jesus, the body of Jesus will not tolerate anything that is called sickness. And so when he mingles his body With your body That sickness will have to vacate that body Because no sickness can live in the body of Christ The truth (laughs) And when you drink That blood Excuse me The wine Jesus called his blood He goes into your body and fight and wages war with everything that is contrary to health. If you want to determine the well-being of a man, take his blood. Right? You will determine what's going on, whether the man is sick or not. Right? It's the blood that tells whether you are well. The doctors know that. They take your blood. And out of your blood, they can tell what's going on with you. And the Bible says, the life of the flesh is in the blood. And God said, I have given that on the altar. For remission. And so when you take that, what the, the cup that Jesus called is blood. And you take it with understanding. And you take it into your body. It's more like blood transfusion. With all of the antibodies and everything to fight disease in the same blood as you, he's the blood of God. Read Acts chapter 20. He's the blood of God. He flows now through your body. This is the spiritual drink for the New Testament saints. It's not an empty ritual. For us to come on Sunday and just take wine and say, "Today's communion Sunday. Let's take the bread and let's take the wine. And then we eat and nothing. Jesus won't do that to us. No empty ritual. This is real. To bring life so that you never fall sick. So you don't go with the season of the flu. His flu season has come. and Asian flu has come around. And you'll toss to and fro. You're like the rest of them. the rest Like the world. They all have running noses. You have one too. And you say, well, I'm the light of the world. Well, your noses are running like mine. What's the difference? That's not saying we can never be. But I'm saying, believe the word. The Bible says all things are possible to the one who believes. And this will heal everything in your life, not just sickness. It's the life of God. Your relationships. Your finances. Everything. I started sharing this uh, with my wife when we we went out on vacation. I went halfway through and my wife understood. She says, we need to be doing this every day in our home now. You know what we have? I have grape juice in my home now. And I have the bread. My children go and they do it by themselves. We are not there anymore. They, They know. They go there by themselves and they take their communion on their own. Because I told them, we are about to eradicate sickness from our home. We don't want it. By His stripes, we were healed. By His broken body, we were healed. And the Lord wants me to let you know, as you're hearing this message now, some people are being healed right now. Some people are being healed. Amen. When you eat that bread and you drink the wine the blood and the flesh they go to war against anything in your life that is against abundant life that Jesus brought from heaven. It's like Moses. You remember when Moses cast his rod down and Pharaoh's magicians cast their rods down they were real snakes. Real snakes. The Bible says so. They were real snakes. I mean, the snakes, the rod that, that become snake could actually look around and say, that's a guy there, I need to bite him now, kid." <laughs> Those rods that have become snake, they were real snakes. And Moses' rod, the real snake. Sometimes you wonder, did God assist the magicians to get the snake? Think about it. Huh? God was working with uh, Egyptian magicians to make, to... And that's the devil behind that. God needs to give us a lot of understanding. The devil was behind. God wasn't with the magicians of Egypt. But notice what happened. The snake of Moses, Moses' rod, ate up all of their snakes. We are not told how many magicians were there, right? We don't, three magicians we don't know how many of them did this, that but Moses' snake ate all of their snakes and then Moses took his snake by the tail right and it became a rod now that rod was not fatter than the rod Moses had before right <laughs> didn't gain weight I said in the early service <laughs> because it is eating so much Right? It wasn't heavier. Because when God comes in, all of those things are non-entities. They don't exist in the presence of the Lord. In the same way when you drink the blood, let me use that straight, and you eat his flesh according to the Lord Jesus. Like Moses is a snake... They go to war. Everything that is not supposed to be in the body of Christ. Let's swallow them up. And it's all over. And when it's over, you still got the Holy Spirit and the blood of Jesus flowing through you. As He is, so are we in this world. That's what Jesus said. That's what The Bible tells us that. As Jesus is. Let's see how the early Christians practiced this. In Acts chapter 2 verse 42 and 46, it says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and fellowship. What kind of doctrine and fellowship? In the breaking of bread. This is talking about communion. And in prayer. So they prayed and they took communion. They prayed and they took communion. They prayed and they took communion. Guess what? In the early church, they were not talking about sick people in the church. They were too busy healing the sick outside the church. And the outside people were bringing their sick people to the church. Now, we're doing the opposite for Their shadows were healing people because they had consumed this mystery meal. Amen. It was in them. They did that. Verse 46 of the same chapter. says so, so continually, uh, continuing daily, as you say, with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house. Notice they were not just doing it in church. They were doing it at home as well. It was that important to them. They were like the Old Testament saints. had sick. That's why James could say, Is any sick among you? You heard that? That scripture used to bother me. Is any sick among you? And he says, take care of the problem. You shouldn't have any sick people among you. But if there is a sick person among you, well, call them out. Call the elders. Anoint them with all. And pray over them. And get rid of the problem. So by the time they're through, we don't have any sick person among us. We've moved away. you know, And we are leaning to our own understanding. And we don't see these miracles anymore. Christians are as sick as those of the world. But today, we will receive our healing and our health in the name of Jesus. We will receive our healing in our finances in Jesus name. We will receive our healing in our relationships, our children, our peace. The Prince of Peace is with us and in us. We cannot suffer. Want. Amen. They practice it daily. I mean, if you read in Acts 20, the first day of the week. This you remember when Peter uh, Paul spoke through the night, they had communion. It was the first day of the week. They had communion every time they met. They have communion you know, at home. I don't know why I didn't see this before. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? But I'm going to follow through. With my family, I told Pastor Andy, every Sunday now we'll have the communion. it be here. We're not going to, well, the back. Trisha said, I don't like that. <laughs> so, we, we can compromise that, but we'll have it here. <laughs> Somewhere we get it done. But we'll have it here every Sunday. And if you want to take it, please go ahead and take it, but take it with understanding. Take it with a lot of understanding. Because that will bring healing. Into our life, they did it all the time. Now, like I didn't have this scripture, but turn with me to First uh, Corinthians chapter 11. look at what it says from verse, I'm going to go to verse 28. It says, But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread, and drink of the cup. For you who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, notice the word is an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Well, you are eating bread, and the Bible says it's the Lord's body you didn't discern. So you drink judgment, or you, you know. So it's transformed. You just eating bread. No, God, how can you judge me? I just was eating bread and drinking some wine. No, the Bible says you didn't discern the Lord's body. It says for this reason many are weak and sick among you. See. There's something wrong going on. You have too many sick people among you. What's going on here? That is what Paul. What's going on here? How come you got so many sick people in church? What's going on? And I said, Oh, okay. Is the way you are taking the communion? Is they were doing it. Right? But they were not doing it right. This tells you this was a practice in their lives. They were doing it, but they were not doing it right. And because they were not doing it right, they became weak. That says if you finish, right, your vigor should stay with you, just as it was with Moses. He says for this reason. That's why you are weak. That's why some of you are sick. And that's why some of you even die. We say, well, the same thing is happening in the Ephesians Church. Are they doing it wrong also? Oh, what about the church in Thessalonica? Why are you criticizing us? We do it the same way. I say, I'm sorry. We don't have these sick people in Ephesus. <laughs> the Ephesus Church. See? The argument is vain. But it was real. They were sick and weak because they were not doing the communion right. This is what I believe. If you take that communion with understanding, or your or vigor will stay with you. It just comes by faith. It's only by faith. And understanding. If God gives, I pray God gives you, and I believe He will, if He gives you understanding and you do it with understanding, things will begin to change. I'm telling you, things will begin to change in your life because you honor the Lord's body and you honor His blood. Those things that have died will start coming back to life. and need to move on. Now look at what it is. The Bible calls it the cup of blessing. When we drink the cup, it's, it's the label God call, gave to that cup, He calls it the cup of blessing. That means as you do this, no curse is permitted to rest on your life. That's the truth. No curse is permitted to rest on your life. Look at what it says in First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 16. It says, The cup of blessing which we bless. Notice it's already a cup of blessing, and we bless the cup. The cup of blessing which we bless is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? You know, communion means the connection with the blood of Christ, that intimacy with the blood of Christ. When that cup of blessing upon your life, the curse removed, when you go in, you are communing with the blood. See? And it says, the bread which we break, even though it's bread, is it not the communion of the body? See, it's the body. You think it's just bread. But in the mind of God, you are being connected. I am the vine. And you are the branches. The branch cannot be sick and the vine healthy. And the vine vine cannot be sick and the branch healthy. But Jesus is the vine. And the branch receives nutrition. Right? From the vine. And as we eat and become part of the vine, connected to the vine, no sickness can be on us. No sickness. You know what I believe? For our church and for you. I have been saying it, you know, I will always be here on Sundays. I won't be sick. I believe God is giving us very powerful truth. The weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. They are mighty through God. We use the weapons to pull down strongholds. And this is a very powerful weapon that God has given to us. And you are being healed this morning from diabetes. Because that blood and that body of Christ goes into your body and brings life to the pancreas. Amen. As I'm speaking, the Lord is doing it. Brings life to your pancreas. Notice, Jesus cleansed every food. When he says, it's not what goes into a man that defiles him. But what comes out. So he says, when he said that, he made right every food. It's not what you eat. The real nutrition lies in these elements. He brings balance into your body. And a working... Awaken the antibodies, the lymphocytes and all of that of white blood cells, whatever we say. Makes them come alive and makes them supernatural antibodies. Amen. It's the truth. It happened to them. I don't want you to be unaware of what happened to them. How they ate the spiritual food and how they drank the spiritual drink. And we're healthy. And you in the New Testament, Jesus said, I got something better than that for you. It's my flesh. It's my blood. You know, the cup of blessing which you bless. Now, the Bible tells us in in uh, Psalm 16, verse 5 and 6, O oh Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. See, it's the cup of blessing. You are the portion. Even Christ is the portion of my inheritance. And my cup, you maintain my love. The lines are falling to me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good inheritance. That's your cup. There is no evil in that cup. There is no curse in that cup. That's why the Bible calls it the gospel. The good news that you can live life and live the abundant life and that's your portion this morning in Jesus name that is truly your portion in Psalm 103 verse 3 and 5 3 through 5 who forgives all your iniquities who heals all your diseases all of them who redeems your life from destruction who crowns your head with loving kindness and tender mercies so God is constantly having mercy upon you whether you like it or not once you become born again it's too late even if you don't want mercy it's on your life he crowns you with it with mercy who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. but you and I know the good things that we eat make us sick today right Yes. So you couldn't be talking about the hamburgers and all of that good stuff. Or even the vegetables and the fiber, all of that stuff. You eat all of that and we're still sick. The good things, I believe, is here. The supernatural one. Because Jesus has already sanctified the food. That doesn't mean you can go out and act silly. It's like a girl who's, who had a a bowl of ice cream and she, she had heard a message about authority of the believer and she was going to cast out the demon, I mean, sorry, the calories, the calories from, from the bowl of ice cream. And I told that lady, if you don't want to gain weight, don't eat that bowl of ice cream because if you do, the calories will appear. (laughs) Don't do that. But if you don't all, Amen. You try your best. Turn it to the blood. Amen. Turn it to the body of Christ. He says, Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed? When you take the communion, your youth, it's just like the testimony I heard this morning. He said they had been practicing this for years and you couldn't tell they hadn't aged. I wish I discovered this 10 years ago maybe I won't have the, the stuff on my back <laughs> but do you know a, a fellow who knew this much, Smith Wigglesworth I read the man took communion every single day of his life Smith Wigglesworth called apostle of faith he took communion every day of his life after he discovered it and he was 87 when he died they said he had preached a strong message the day before. And he went to a function and was sitting. He saw one of the guys that was blessed. He blessed the guy and said, Oh, God blessed you. And as they were talking, he was sitting in his chair. He just put his head down, took a deep breath, he was gone. He was never sick. But he took communion every day and got his vigor. This is a guy that will punch you in the stomach if you have a stomach pain or something. He, he says you're sick. He says where where are you hurting? You better be suspicious when he asks you about where you're hurting because he's about to punch you. <laughs> you thought it's my stomach. He goes po poo, and the guy is healed. <laughs> I like him to come to our church on Sunday morning. <laughs> the <whole> place, really. <laughs> in our days they they probably call the media here and say come you need to come and see this preacher that punches people that is sick (laughs) he will be on CNN and they show him what kind of a preacher is doing this to a person dying of this sickness how can that be God well the person is healed I'm sorry (laughs) amen you know when Jesus died on the cross right his blood came on the earth the bible says after he died matthew 27:51 it says then behold the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom and the earth quaked and the rocks were split and the graves were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised now is the same blood according to the word of jesus amen When you take into your body. The earth quaked. Everything in your body that is not from God. As you take communion this morning. Will shake and quake. On their way out of your body in Jesus name. And those things that have been destroyed. Those things that are dead in you today as we take the communion and by faith those things will come back alive. That's what God will do for us this morning. He's already done that. A brother got healed this morning and he's going to do that. We must proclaim his death till he comes. The Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 12 verse 11, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of their testimony. How did they overcome? By the blood of the Lamb. They were proclaiming the blood of the Lamb. And the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the dead. Now look at what the scripture says. First Corinthians 11 verse 26. For as often as you eat this bread. And drink this cup. What do you do? You proclaim the Lord's death. Till... He comes. You show forth the Lord's death. How do you show? When you do that constantly, you show into the world by what's happening to your life. Jesus actually died for us. See? Look at my life. You're proclaiming it. You're proclaiming it. That's what we need to do. We do that daily. But you must eat in faith. Amen? You must eat in faith. You must drink in faith. It's so important. When we do this this morning, the word is given to you because God wants you to apply faith. That thing that is dying in your life, whatever it is, not just healing, whatever it is, direct the life of Christ at it today. And if it was dead, it will come back alive. In Jesus' name. If it's hanging on, the quickening will take place this morning. And has to leave your body. Romans 14 verse 23, but he who doubts is condemned if he eats, because he does not eat from faith. For whatever is not of faith is sin. If you eat today and not out of faith, sin. But if you eat in faith, you are not condemned, meaning you are justified. You know what that means? You're not condemned. That The reverse of that is you are justified. Justified how? Huh? If God healed you, God says, yes, you're, you need to be healed. You need to be well now. Yes, yes. That's the truth. You're justified. You're not condemned. You're justified. And the Spirit of God is with us here this morning to justify everyone who needs healing in any area of life. I encourage you take communion daily as much as you can maybe you can do but when you remember even if you have to wake up in the middle of the night get up take your communion you show forth and proclaim the Lord's death what you're saying he died so I cannot have this he died so I can have this negative stuff he died so that I can have that he heals all my diseases I don't forget the benefit he satisfies my mouth with good things. This is the day the Lord has made. And God will be glorified. I ask those that are helping with the communion. Please come. Please stand up. And uh, as you receive the bread. And as shall receive the wine. Get ready to get well. Get ready to receive your healing. Get ready to receive your healing. Ushers, please help them come so we can get through this. The Lord watches over his word to perform it. And the Lord is watching today over His word. And as you practice His word, it says, If any man hears these sayings of mine and practices them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And that's what we're doing. We are practicing today for our healing. There are struggles in your life, maybe spiritually, you feel like you're doing things that you don't want to do, today is a day that that thing will quake and shake and leave your life and you'll have deliverance from the Lord. Bring life into your marriage. Receive by faith today. Thank you, Jesus. Christians like to walk by emotions the way they feel I like it but I think it's very deceitful so most of the time I don't go with emotions uh, God knows I don't, I don't like to respond that way because when you don't feel and you don't feel some supernatural thing you think it's not working that's when a lot of Christians have missed it I don't go that way I believe it's working and that's it and it does work it does work today is our day of healing whatever you believe in God for this is your day this bread will go into your body and whatever it is that's consuming your body that is contrary to life because Jesus said I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly this will go into your mind and give you a brand new mind because Moses was not short; he could reason through anything At 120, you can't be too old. Your mind is going to be renewed. You will have the mind of Christ. Your bodies, the pancreas will come alive. The livers must work right. Everything, the high blood pressure, the blood vessels will become pliable today so that your pressure is right. You are a child of God. As we receive this by faith, then God begins to walk right after you've eaten. And Jesus said, if you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have life. You live by me. Through your li- His life then goes through your body to give you that divine life. He wants us to partake of His divine nature. And His divine nature was never sick. His divine nature was never in want. So this is the day of that want will cease from your life. I need you to close your eyes. I need to say this quickly. If you know you haven't received Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, you need to make that commitment first before you take this. It's so important. And if you're here, you need to make that commitment Before the Lord And decide in your heart I'm going to follow Christ God gave me understanding today I need to follow Christ Amen Don't take this lightly Remember if you take it Without understanding Without doing it right You could get weak And I'm not threatening you I'm reading from the word of God So if you're here You need to get right with God Before you do that And I'm going to give everyone The opportunity to do that Bow your heads. Close your eyes, please. And if you're here, you want to make everything right between you and God. Would you just lift your hand quickly? Put your hand up quickly. Thank you. Thank you. As you eat, your life is going to be different today. There's a reason why you're here to hear this message. God wants to do a new thing in your life. Jim Hossip, would you please uh, pray for the bread? Pray over the bread for us as we eat. Yes. Yes, Lord. Amen. you break breaking it. Amen. That is the body of the Lord. Supernaturally, He goes into your life today. And things I declare in His name Things are going to be different Things are going to be different It's the Lord's word He watches over His word He performs His word Things are going to be different There's going to be favor coming over your life There's going to be joy Contentment Death art. So you'll no longer be in debt Because God is taking over The divine life has come. Amen. I'd like you to take the cup. Brother David, would you please uh, pray over this? you to do is put your hand wherever you hurt. If the doctors are giving you a diagnosis and it's uh, bothering you, you heard it, the Bible says, who has believed our report? Whatever it is that's plagued your life, I need you to put your hand wherever that is and believe the Lord with me because I'm going to speak to those things in the name of Jesus And those things will quake and give way So that you receive your healing this morning But also remember I heard this word this morning Naaman was asked to go into the water River Jordan seven times (laughs) Go back Keep doing it Don't quit Keep taking the communion With your family by yourself I believe God will make it give way. But don't quit. If you've had that victory, go to some other thing. Start taking over. Fight the battle. The good fight of faith. Put your hands where you're hurting today in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you because you've given me authority in your word against sickness and disease. It don't matter what the sickness is. If it has to do with the female body, because of the female body, in the name of Jesus, I come against that demonic force. Right now in Jesus' name, lift from the people of God. I come against every spirit of infirmity. Get out of the bodies of the people of God. By the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. By the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. Sickness cannot live in the body of the people of God. I command and I demand, leave the bodies of the people of God right now. In the name of Jesus, I command the pancreas to walk properly. In the name of Jesus. I command the liver to work properly in the name of Jesus I command healing upon the heart right now in the name of Jesus I command the blood pressure to be normal in the name of Jesus I command the stomach pain to leave the leg pain the back pain in the name of Jesus be gone the problem with the eyes in the name of Jesus be gone from the people of God be healed in Jesus name the hearing problem the hearing difficulty I rebuke you in Jesus name come out of that body right now in Jesus name Lord you have given us a sound mind in in the name of Jesus we receive vigor from our God today Lord we can think things through because you are with us we have the mind of Christ in the name of Jesus Every sickness, every disease destroyed this morning, be destroyed this morning by the power of God in the name of Jesus. By the stripes of Jesus, we were healed and we are healed. We cannot be sick, sickness is not a part of us, sickness is not our portion. In the name of Jesus, that's not part of our cup. We're free. Restore unto us, O oh Lord, everything that the enemy Stole stolen from us. In Jesus' name, our finances, our relationships, the words we crave, of oh God. All of it has to be restored today in the name of Jesus. Goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life. May you never ever want from this day forth in Jesus name. By reason of the blood of Jesus. By reason of his broken body. You will never know want. In Jesus' name. The Lord is with you. The Lord among us is mighty. In Jesus' name. And the people of God said, Amen. 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 We look to him. We look to him. He never fail us. We look to him. Our God is with us. Jesus is with us. There is no reason to be afraid. There is no reason to fear. God is on your side. And if God is with you, everything is going. Everything will come back to the normal place because God loves you. He holds nothing against your life. You are his beloved. You are his beloved. I will ask the uh, prayer partners, please come. The Bible also says, If any sick among you, let them anoint them with awe. If you feel sick, whatever it is, don't excuse sickness. Please don't, don't say well that's okay I can handle that because when Satan is given a little loophole, just a little crack door, he comes in to take over. I just want God, we just want to obey the Lord by just anointing with oil according to the word of God. We do our part, he does the rest. So if you feel sick in your body, please come down and we're going to anoint you with all the blood of Jesus, the flesh of the Lord Jesus already at work in your body. But Jesus also, the Bible also says, anoint with all and God will bring healing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.